care much for Jalen Smith. Hi, welcome back to Tova Tuesday on Wavelengths. Andrew Tova, Justin Harris, Chris Solly, and Andrew, do you know what time it is? Is it bingo time? It is. So for those of you unfamiliar, I'm going to spin this bingo wheel thing. And if it gets over 100, Mr. Tolva can only say nice things about everything NFL. It only goes up to 60. Yeah, but last week we didn't start too hot. So, all right. 41. Oof. We're almost halfway there already. All right. Second number. 52. So what's that, 93? Mm. <laughs> and the final number in Tolva's fate. Dang, a five? Let's go. Thank God. Saved by the bell. All righty. <laughs> Time to be my authentic self. All right. Fine. Since Tolva can say whatever he wants now, where's Jalen Smith going? All right, yeah, let's touch on this a little bit. First off, I know that the biggest question is why did they release him? He's so good. It's because he's not good. Um, he can't cover anymore. Um, definitely not man, never really has been able to, but he's almost taken a step back when it comes to IQ, and it's just not working for him in zone anymore. Um, his biggest trait right now is blitzing. His tackling is good if he can get to the ball carrier. Um, he's just not making his reads. He's been outplayed, out IQ'd by Leighton Vanderesh at the Mike spot. And Micah Parsons is their best linebacker right now. They have Jabril Cox and Keanu Neal to hold down the will. And he's too expensive to be a backup. Um, so, you know, where does he go from here? I think he needs to go to a defense that already has um, a, a, a intelligent leader uh, in the middle, preferably an inside linebacker. And, um, where, where he doesn't have to be the guy and where he can let his athleticism speak for itself. Um, there are a couple places I could see him going. Um, my two favorite ones right now are the Vikings. Uh, he can go with Eric Kendricks uh, and play side by side. He can play in a will role where uh, he's just pure athleticism, um, but that might be too much coverage for him. So he can go into a Sam role. He's big enough to play downhill through the trees uh, blow up blocks and get in the backfield. Uh, and that doesn't take much IQ because he'll have Eric Kendricks sitting around uh, and he's their cover man. The second team that I like is the Denver Broncos. I think they slot him in next to Alexander Johnson. They lost Josie Jewell for the season. They have Von Miller out there. Um, and, and Shelby Harris is another guy that's a defensive veteran. They've seen a lot of good linebackers come through there. So I think that that could be a good fit for him. Um, so yeah, my top two fits for, for him right now are the Vikings and the Broncos. Could you see the Niners being one? Uh, next to Fred Warner? I could see that. I think they like, um, Aziz, Aziz Alshair a lot, um, as their, as their will. And then they have Drake Greenlaw as their, um, strong side linebacker. I mean, I think another team could be the Lions after they dropped, um, Jamie Collins, uh, I think I think Alex Anzalone is is really smart. He was on the Saints for a couple of years. I got to watch him. He's a very smart player. He's just not always healthy. Um, he plays all three linebacker positions in a four three defense, and that's what Jalen Smith is used to. So I could see him um, sliding in there. They need defensive help too. After Romeo Aquara and Jeff Okuda have gone down for the season, so um, a guy like him could be good, especially with his blitzing ability. That could be good for their pass rush after the loss of Romeo. So, 
I think uh, he's it's it's a late release, and generally guys who get released early into the season like this um, tend to sign you know one nope. year deals to finish the year. So I would say I could see him ending up in uh, Indiana or unfortunately Kansas City. I could see Kansas City being a possibility. I just think that would be a bad fit for him. Mm. Yeah, uh, but I think that uh, they mean yeah, just it's just like they've they've let that defense go to waste whilst yeah. continuing to add random weapons on offense to try and make it as explosive as possible. Eventually, they're gonna need to they could they they already know that they need to do something about this defense, and I think he's could be the exactly the kind of guy they're looking for if they just need someone to use. You know, they're not worried they're not worried about you know spending a little bit of cash to get him there for one year for just for one season and then right. figure out the problem later. Well, I think they have um, a good Jalen Smith-esque player in Nick Bolton now. Um, they have Daniel Sorensen, who plays like that safety linebacker tweener, weird position, Anthony Hitchens. Um, he, he could be a good leader. Um, I mean, a, a place I'd like to see him is like Washington, but that would be a bad fit next to Jamin Davis. I mean, because they trust him too much um, to be that Mike, and then they'd let Jamin Davis roam free as a will with all of his athleticism, John Bostic gets to be old and fat and play the Sam. And, and it, I think they get worse in that corresponding move. So. But um, I mean, I, another option is the Falcons, but I don't think he's too interested in signing with them. No, I think considering he would just be, he just, he's just trying to finish the year. It's not about money for this year anymore. It's about right. proving that he's able to earn next, another contract. After I'm sure. Up. He'd go to a winning team, uh, and I think Deion Jones is is their speedy Mike. He's he's a, one of the best linebackers in the league, super underappreciated. Foysad Aluakin is one of the best strong side linebackers in the league, and then they have a young um, Michael Walker. He came from Fresno State, I believe a fifth-round pick from last year, and he's doing pretty well at their will right now. So, um, I mean, I know a guy like Terry Fontenot would like to bring him in, um, but – I mean, he could go to a winning team and not get as many snaps, but I think he prioritizes playtime. So, you guys want to get into the negativity? Let's do it. I'm down. All right. I wanted to do this last Sunday, but it seemed a bit harsh after three weeks. And I figured after four, you know, not everything's going to be positive and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to go first. Team, I am waving the white flag on it's the Denver Broncos they didn't three and zero great you played three terrible teams you finally played a good team Teddy Bridgewater might be out this upcoming schedule that they have is a doozy and a half they have to play just about everybody who's good Steelers I mean take it or leave it you know they might win Raiders Browns Washington football team, Cowboys, Eagles, Chargers, Broncos, Lions, Bengals, Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs again. They may win like three more games this year. Or, you know, who knows? Maybe they're legit. But um, I think that their playoff hope is gone. That's a good one. Yeah, I expect it. Uh, I would take the uh, team I'm waving the white flag on would be I mean, it's tempting to pick like an 0 and 4 team like the Jaguars, but to be fair, I think they waved the flag before the season started. Um, I would say the Texans. I you just wanted to say that to say Jaguars, right? Jaguars. See, I can't help it. If I'm unreasonably <laughs> sexy, guys. It just happens, okay? Yeah. 
Sorry um, for listeners. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. I'll warn you next time. Um, the uh, the Houston Texans. They have looked ineffective. They have zero positions of real strength on this roster, point blank. Um, and you know, Tyrod Taylor made them look possible. Davis Mills makes them look less so. I've, obviously, it's, I'm not. I'm not saying anything about Davis Mills yet. He's a rookie who started. You know, one game really one and a half, two games. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you need, you need time to develop him. And he's, he, it's far too early, especially with a bad supporting cast, to say anything really about him with the, the limited uh, action he's seen. So I'm not going to say he, there's an issue there yet, but he's not ready to start in the NFL. And the rest of this roster is not ready to do anything without a, an at least competent NFL-experienced quarterback. So, yeah, I'm out in Houston. Their season's done, um, and you know, they can quite comfortably enter the enter the, enter the race for the number one overall pick. Because really, I, I I mean I would say so. You know, I, I mean I don't I, think I that, would think the conversation's more top ten than first overall. Yeah, I completely. I I, I don't think they're going to win the race, but I would say four to eight. <sighs> okay. What you got, Chris? I'm going hometown, Philly. I think the Eagles is the one I'm waving the flag on already. Uh, I mean, just looking at the rest of their schedule, they have the Panthers this week, then the Bucks, Raiders, Eagles. I mean, not the Eagles. Lions, Chargers, Broncos, Saints, Giants, Jets, Giants again, Washington twice, and then the Cowboys. I think they're going to get killed. Um, I think their roster isn't healthy enough. I don't think Jalen Hurts is the guy. Um, he's shown he can beat up on bad teams. It's just like Bridgewater. Shoney can beat up on bad teams, but when he came against two pretty stout defenses, even with – I mean, they can't give the excuse of last year, which was that he had no one, because now he has a healthy Smith. He has a, a Rager who's very steadily improving as a wide receiver too. They found Quest Watkins, who I like a lot. The kid's I fast. Agree. Uh then after that, you go and you look at the defensive side. I mean, you, you have Goddard and you have Ertz, who are debatably two top 15 tight ends when healthy. So it's like – I mean, you can blame it on the offensive line and say, okay, well, maybe he's running for his life. He's averaging out about 2.5 seconds to throw the ball before he has to move around the pocket. That's why I'm not taking it, and that's why I don't think he's the guy. I mean, he, he walked into a hostile environment. He, one time he walked into Lambeau in his rookie year and he which beat his last year and he beat the Packers. Uh, honestly speaking, I that's another team I'm not incredibly high on because I think that Rodgers is just trying to coast through the season as uh, unproblematic as possible. But as an egomaniac, more is going to come. Um, and then he, he had – the first game back at the link in 260-something days, that place was jumping. That place was electric. You have the 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo come in. They put up 17 points and beat you. I'm sorry, but that, that's garbage. That is absolute tripe. And, I mean, I, I understand the 49ers' defense is good, but their secondary is nowhere near what it was when they went to that Super Bowl. And that was with their top cornerback going down. I wave the white flag, go for a top ten, two top 10 picks between the Dolphins tanking and themselves tanking 
And I say, honestly, go get Bryce Young or Matt Coral. Get Jalen Hurts out with the second pick in the top 10, take an offensive lineman. And then they the rest of their draft is just O-line and defense. Their weapons are fine. Their skill position players are fine. They have a very good running back in Miles Sanders. And honestly speaking, I give Sirianni the rest of the season. And if he doesn't change something and majorly shock me, get him out too because it's fucking atrocious. He shouldn't deserve a, a coaching job in the NFL. And that's partly, partly me. I mean, we're, if we're going to be honest, let's look at this Chiefs game. This is a garbage Chiefs defense that lets everyone through. I mean, absolutely terrible. And it took them until the fourth quarter when the Chiefs weren't even playing for anything to put up 30 during that entire time. I mean, let's look at the breakdown. They scored 10 points in the first quarter. All right, nice. Second quarter, three. Third quarter, three. Fourth quarter, really seven because the second touchdown, no one was carrying. It was with 20 seconds left. The charge, uh, the Chiefs beat them handily. Terrible. You know, it, it's awful. It, it just okay. makes my blood boil. That's not a bad take. Here's one that I think uh, might surprise a couple people. I'm waving, waving the white flag on the Colts, and I was high on them coming into the season. Um, the first player I look to is Carson Wentz. Um, he is the 25th best completion percentage in the NFL right now. Guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, Taylor Heineke, Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, Jameis Winston, and Jacoby Brissett all have better completion percentages than him. No one is stepping up to be the wide receiver one, even though we, we fully expected Michael Pittman to do so. Um, and they're, they're dropping games that, that they really should be winning. They only beat the Jacoby Brissett-led atrocious offensive Miami Dolphins by 10 points last week. Um, I think the more I see of them, the more I'm disappointed. They don't use Jonathan Taylor enough. Um, and then I look to the defensive side of the ball, and they just can't get any pass rush going. I mean, Quiddy Pay hasn't been a plug-and-play guy. Uh, DeForest Buckner is getting all of the double-triple teams. Grover Stewart is one of their best pass rushers right now. Uh, Deo Odeangbo, their second-round pick, who is pretty NFL-ready. Uh, he's either – I think he's still injured, or if he's not, I mean, it's showing because I expected big numbers early, and I would have seen him at this point. Um, and then I just don't think that they have the secondary. I think that they've taken a step back there. Julian Blackman hasn't developed as much as they would have thought in the offseason. Um, I think Xavier Rhodes took a step back to his former Rhodes Open self. Um, and then they have a guy like Rocky Sin taking starting snaps, who has just been atrocious out of Temple. Um, and then their bright spot is Kenny Moore in the slot. But we all know uh, you're not going to win games if your best secondary player is in the slot. Kari, Kari Willis, their strong safety is underrated for sure. Um, but I think I don't think this is a coaching problem. I think it might be a little bit personnel, um, but they just look like a messy team right now. Uh, they're not running the football enough, and they can't get any pressure on the quarterback. So, yeah, with that defensive line, you would have expected them to be doing that. Absolutely. Well, yeah. and, and I think they're expecting Darius Leonard and Bobby Okereke to take them to the promised land right now. But uh, they're just—they're not even skating by. Uh, How do you feel about Hooker? Uh, leaving he's yeah. I, I think um, 
he is a player that I would have liked to see maybe return on like a two-year deal. When he's healthy, we've seen what he can do. He's been pretty good in Dallas so far, honestly. Um, but they're missing that guy, a rangy ball hawk like that, who's got a big body, high potential. Um, but he wasn't able to stay healthy when he was on the field. He was one of their best players. Um, he, he, I mean, he was a, what, a top 10 draft pick, eighth overall maybe by the Colts. Yeah. Yeah, and, he uh, and he's just, he's disappointed because of injury. But I mean, you look at his tape when he's healthy and like actually running with a pop in his step and he's a great player. So um, I think they thought Julian Blackman was going to make him disposable um, and they have a hole now. So secondary is pretty disappointing and their pass rush um, can't get any pressure on the quarterback. So guys like Jacoby freaking Brissett are able to sit in a bad pocket and deal. So, and they can't get going on offense. Their quarterback's not good and they're not running enough. So. Yeah. You don't expect them to win, win a shootout when they're. Right. Yeah, I don't think they can. Yeah. You're firing blanks. Yeah. Speaking of firing blanks, it's my turn to talk. <laughs> that was a. The sex joke. Okay. Um, was that Dan Campbell quote real? I have no idea. Oh, oh no, yeah, baby. Right now, actually. No, it wasn't. It uh, was really. Yeah, it came from a, fla- a fake um, gridiron source. It, it was just somebody messing around, but it, it, it I knew fooled it probably was everybody. But oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I it was it was hilarious. It's clearly one of the most effectively pulled ones in a while, but it is it is it is a beat fake. Sorry. I yeah, want Dan Campbell to win so bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you want him to win, or do you want him to do cocaine? Which is it? No, I don't. No, I don't want him to like. He finally, you know, has his moment. You know, yeah. NFL head coach. I don't want him to spiral off into that because nobody deserves that. But. I really want the Lions to do well. I mean, I, I respect that. It's it's it feels a little bit like like just sort of sympathy for them at this point. They know they're uh, they they're, they're not winning because of a lot of different reasons, but they uh, it's hard not to root for them when they're out there because it's just it's a little sad to watch after all this time, and they just never seem to get a break. They're a better team. Um, I do think they have the right coach in Dan Campbell. Uh, I mean, from what I know as, as with his time with the Saints, um, I think he, he comes from a good lineage of, of Sean Payton blood, and he has seen how to win football games. And clearly, clearly, even after an own four start, there's a culture change. Mm-hmm. And there is – They've competed uh, in every game. They fight. They fight. And they mm-hmm. didn't fight for, for Matt, Pat- Matt Patricia. Um, I, I think they have no one, no personnel. They don't have any wide receiver one right now. Mm-hmm. TJ Hawkinson. Uh, I mean, they're using Jamal Williams better than anyone could have imagined. Everyone just labeled yeah, him like as like a third down scat back. Like he's a versatile weapon. And so now they have two of those, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Like this dude knows what he's doing. He just has no weapons. So, yeah. so you think maybe another season and they could be uh, a little more competitive? I, I, I mean, I, I saw – I, the real thing, the first thing that's that told me that this Lions team is different than years prior is how they drafted. Um, I think like guys like Aleem McNeil and uh, Levi Onwuzurike in the middle, that's a starting three tech and a starting nose tackle right there. Uh, and then they obviously they got Penny Sewell and it shows me that they're going best player available. They're going to give themselves, you know, what they need. And Dan Campbell saw 
exactly how you win football games. And in my opinion, how you win football games is you bolster the trenches and you make them as good as you possibly can. And he did that with his first three picks on Wuzurike, McNeil and Penny Sewell. Um, so they're, they're better coached. I mean, on tape, you can see technique is different from players that played under Matt, Patri- Matt Patricia and under Dan Campbell. So uh, I like where this team is trending, uh, but it just sucks because they're Lions fans and they need a win. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that uh, Goff said. Yeah, no. No, I mean, he's definitely just a sort of a scapegoat to make that trade happen. And so they can rebuild an actual roster. Take on, take on the huge cap hit because money doesn't matter right now. But uh, he'll, he'll be gone when it does. Yeah. I kind of killed two birds with one stone into our next segment. I said the De- uh, Detroit Lions. Denver Broncos, I was waving the white flag on them. They are the three-in-one team I do not believe in. Who wants to go next? See, that was absolutely the three-in-one team I was going to not believe in. Um, so you're a thief and a scoundrel. And, you could always um, say the Bills. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, no. Um, I don't believe in the Panthers. I love the Panthers. But this year they're going to be 9-8, and eight, which is feels it just still feels wrong to say. A, like a record that's not made of, made up of 16 games. Yeah. Um, but they, I mean, they're going to be nine and eight, which is going to be the new eight and eight, which is going to be the new, etc. It's uh, it's it's disappointing. They made they've made good moves, but with Jay Horn and Christian McCaffrey injured right now, I don't see them getting back on form for another week or two at at, at least. Um. And when they finally do get back on form, they're still sitting in a tough division. I mean, the Falcons can be an upset. The Saints are generally, the, you know, by the time the Panthers get back on form, the Saints will be back on form. And I'm much more afraid of the Saints right now. Um, I'm just waiting, waiting um, for them to get healthy. Um, and when they do, they're going to be terrifying, I'm sure. I, I say terrifying. I mean, playoff team, you know, could have potential to beat anybody in a single game. But, uh, I don't have the same faith in the Panthers. I think they're I think they're better than they were last year, um, but not by much. And I think that uh, they need they need just one more season to figure it all out. And hopefully they can you know retain personnel and come back and try again. But that's a good one. I don't believe it. Chris, well, on the Bengals, uh, I love. Let me let me preface with this. I love Joe Burrow. He is by far my favorite college quarterback of all time. I. Uh, Love the guy to death. I think he's a stud. I think he's a great player. But I think the Bengals majorly fucked up by not drafting Sewell and drafting Chase. Chase is a good wide receiver. Don't get me wrong, and he's proving that. But uh, I think that right now, after seeing what I saw last year with how Burrow was just running for his life, I'm not sold on this offensive line. Uh, I mean, looking at their schedule, they played the Vikings and won in, in overtime. Okay. The Vikings are actually – they're my one and three team that I believe in because they've they fought just about every game. And Kirk Cousins, as much as I hate the guy, is playing as good as you can. He's throwing nine touchdowns to one interception as a 105 uh, QBR and has thrown 1,100 yards so far this season in four games. Um, then you play the you play the Steelers. Steelers are garbage. You beat them. That's normal. Play Jacksonville. Do I need to say anything? And then you play the doll. I mean, then you play the Bears. The Bears are the only team here 
with a legitimate – I mean, they have Watt on the Steelers, obviously. But, I mean, he's hurt. He's not the same Watt that he is when he's healthy. The Bears here are the only team with a consistent pass rush led by Khalil Mack. Robert Quinn looks like he's back. Yeah. I'm just they, – they lost to the Bears when they were led by Andy Dalton by three points. It was 17-20. So it's – once again, another case of, as I keep saying, you beat up on the bad teams, you come against a good one, what's going to happen? And they shit the bed. That's why I'm not sold on them. I give it another year. In this next draft, you go all defense and you go all offensive line, similar to the Lions, because um, I think their their safety is locked down with Jesse Bates. I And I love Trey Wayans. I, I think that those are two very, very solid, very solid people in their secondary. I think Von Bell is a decent enough strong safety that can just sit in. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, with, with Bates doing everything roaming center field, all Bell really has to do is play, you know, the Jamal Adams role of weak side linebacker, nickel, come back. You know what I mean? It's not it's not really a, a huge coverage place on him, which strong safety never really was. Um, their defensive line, they have no pass rush. I mean, I'm looking at these names. Hey, Sam Hubbard. Jackson. And they have him. That, that's really it. The linebacking core is garbage. Weak. It's, I'm not sold on it. I think you give it another year, you borrow another year of development, and you give him help on that line, and this team can be fucking terrifying. But until that moment, I'm not sold. I, I think Mixon is the uh, the biggest fantasy bust every year. Um, and he fucked me last year. He didn't get me this year. He almost did, but I stopped. I broke it, and instead, I forgot who I chose. I think I chose uh, Antoine Gibson from the from the Washington football team. So overall, I'm pretty pleased with that. But that, yeah, that's my take. So okay. Bengals. I would have taken them, but I like the Packers here. They're my three and one team. I don't believe in. That's what, that was so, my second. Yeah. Here's a little uh, here's a little statistics for you. They have had seven sacks through four weeks, which is not sustainable. If you want to win in 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 this league, you need to hit the quarterback and you need to bring him down and you make need to make big splash plays like that. They have been out sacked uh, in three of their four matchups. The only team that really hit Aaron Rodgers was the Saints. I think they had eight quarterback hits. Everyone else had less than five. So when, when they can give Aaron Rodgers enough time to deal, um, and if he cares enough, he can start doing it. But the teams they've beat haven't exactly been stellar. They beat the Lions, and that was a close one. The score is 35-17, but if we remember that Monday night football game, that was a pretty close one uh, up until about the third quarter. They beat the 49ers, um, who have Jimmy Garoppolo and no running game. I think they put up like 60 rushing yards, the Niners did, and uh, they still had had it within two. And then I don't know why they thought that or why the media or the general public think that 
the Steelers were a tough matchup, but they weren't. Um, and, and they squeaked by, by 10 points. So they have the Bengals, which they could win, the Bears, which they could win. I mean, they're going to keep winning because they're going to squeak by and they're going to win by less than seven points every time. Yeah. Um, I just think this is not a team I believe in. I don't believe in the defense. Jair Alexander got hurt last week. Um, I think Devondre Campbell being their leading tackler right now is telling that they miss um, having a high IQ guy. Devondre Campbell, I remember when I used to watch his tape on the Falcons, he's just kind of this athlete who like is just around the ball and uh, he makes wrong reads and everything. And usually his athleticism can make up for it. Or he's sitting in a zone that just puts him by the play and he's athletic enough to go get the guy, which I guess there's something to say for that, but they miss a high IQ leader in the middle of their defense. Zedarius Smith has been injured since week one and still doesn't look like his normal self with a back injury. I just think that their roster is a little bit incomplete right now. I don't love their depth chart. And then I just don't believe in how in the passion. And that's really kind of the biggest thing to me, because I think even the Bengals and the Panthers, I mean, they're a passionate team. They want to win. They haven't won in a while. This is a Packers team that's used to wins coming to them. And I think they just find a tough matchup and it's over. I agree. That team, when faced with adversary, adversity, I think will crumble because Rodgers doesn't care. Yeah, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't have that fire to go and do it again. You know, he lost a lot of that. That's what it seems like for sure. I mean, I remember watching the Saints game. I have a couple Packers friends who, um, I mean, they love the – they some cheeseheads. They love themselves some Aaron Rodgers, but I, they were like, yo, what, like, what do you think? What happened? And I was like, honestly, as a football fan, that was tough to watch because it didn't look like Aaron Rodgers cared at all. Yeah. Very hard to use that and get it back once you've lost it. I remember in week one, everyone, myself included, was uh, sold on – I thought Rodgers was fucking selling, dude. I'm going to be honest. After that week one performance where he absolutely did garbage – I thought the purpose was he was just trying to look as terrible as humanly possible so he can get out and get traded. Mm. And a news broke recently that he wanted to get to the Niners, mm-hmm. but they won't move on him. They yeah, they said, yeah, they said he was uh, yeah, like the price tag was going to be too high for like a short term rental. Yeah. Which I get. Yeah, um, makes sense. But then again, you have a great roster right now, and you one elite level all time quarterback away from genuinely contending for a Super Bowl like you were two years ago. Pull the yeah. What are you gonna Packers do? Bengals still my game of the week, though. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I like the idea, but uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a, a reason why I have. Uh, the Packers is a team I'm not super high on, just like Tolva here, um, is because of the, is, is the same reason why I think Bill's Chiefs is going to be one of the games of the week to watch. Um, and that is because if you take a look at the uh, current, sc- just the most basic offense and defense rating metric, you know, scoring offense, scoring defense, the Packers are three and one with 95 points scored this season and 100 points conceded. That's disastrous. For a team that's winning, that's, that's winning games like that, um, they're playing them close or they're losing them badly, and that's it. Um, 
let's take a look at the Bills and the Chiefs here. The Bills and Chiefs are both tied for the second highest uh, scoring offense in the league so far this season. But defense-wise, the Bills are the number one scoring defense with 44, uh, 44 points conceded. And an average of a touchdown, a field goal, and a two-point conversion a game. And no, nothing else. Meanwhile, Kansas City has allowed 125 points against because of that disastrous secondary. And if, we could, if we're going to get revenge for the 2020 championship game, now is the time because it, it, we're set to do it. I think Kansas City are a tough out and they deserve to be... Uh, Respected. They deserve to not not only respected, but they deserve to be the favorites in this game. But considering the start of the season they've had and the fact that multiple teams have been able to expose the same flaws, they need to either fix them this week or be prepared to deal with a very tough passing attack that could cause some some real problems. And I think it's still going to be decided by a field goal. Um, But if anything, this game's going to be 43 40, you know, 38 35. And um, I think that everybody loves a shootout. I'm big yeah, on defense. But it's but, one of my favorites. I'm so yeah. excited for this game. Yeah, I, I cannot wait. I, uh, huh. I've got a whole day off just to like you know sit, read articles. And... You little Bills fan, of course you can't wait. <laughs> of course I can. I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled. I, uh, I the, the whole week boils Gotta down. Gotta watch out, moment. man. <laughs> Chiefs brought in Flash Gordon. He's playing this week now. I mean, saying he's impressed. He's got sub five percent body fat. That guy's a stud. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm excited to see Gordon. I I didn't really want to have to have his debut be against us, but I don't think he's going to be as effective as we think as as we think because he's just not going to get the targets in that offense. But I hope we'll not. see what he does when he gets <laughs> the ball in his hands. Depending on how often he gets the ball in his hands, I'm excited for it though. Like this is game of the week. I don't think there's anything that comes quite close. Absolutely. Mm. Uh. My game of the week, I can't say Ravens Colts. It's gonna, it's gonna be Cleveland Chargers. I think this Chargers team is a good team. Uh, I love Herbert. I love Herbert, and I actually just bought tickets. I'm going to that Ravens Chargers game two weeks from now. Um, super excited about it. Oh, I think did you uh, is... go on SeatGeek and use our company code SportsWave for 20 bucks off your first purchase? Plug. <laughs> Plug. I did, <laughs> but sure, I will next time. Uh, there's a Chargers defense, I think, is very similar to the Chiefs 2020 defense, where it was just needing to bench on stud power. Um, Cleveland, if Baker can get his shit together, they rock. If not, just hand the ball off the chub and your defense does the rest of it. Yeah. All right, Stephen. Already, game of the week. My game of the week is 49ers Cardinals. It's in the desert. The Cardinals are coming off a big win to be the only undefeated team in the NFL. They took out the Rams at home in LA at the new SoFi Stadium. So, why is this game my game of the week? Shouldn't the Cardinals be blowing them out? Not quite. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has not officially been ruled out yet, but it's likely that he is, and we get to see the Trey Lance show. Um, I believe they're getting Elijah Mitchell back this week, if not this, then the next. Um, but Trey Lance is the guy who has the star power um, to take down any team any week. Uh, we could see a raw version of Trey Lance, which I honestly am expecting. Um, but let's say the 30% chance I would give it that we see um, a superstar Trey Lance uh, he's going to take down these Cardinals. 
I've seen it happen before to teams like the Bills and the Chiefs and the Saints. When you win a big game, the next week you go and you lose one that you should win. Uh, this is in the desert, so they're back in front of their home crowd. One big problem I have with the Cardinals thus far is their pass rush. Um, really, since that first game where Chandler Jones had like 25 sacks or something, uh, they haven't been able to generate much. I think they're th that Chandler Jones hasn't gotten a sack since, since week one against Taylor Lewan. Uh, Marcus Golden is the second best with two sacks. And then everyone else is back in on inside linebacker blitzes with Dogby uh, being a defensive end, who was the benefit of one stunt. And then Jordan Hicks, who was also the benefit of the same stunt a different week. So I think they can't hit the quarterback. And you give a guy like Trey Lance, who's even athletic enough to escape pressure, you give him time in the pocket to see the field. Um, I think we, sh we could see a dangerous Trey Lance, especially if Kyle Shanahan schemes this up properly. Plus, it's a division game. Um, they're exciting. There's a lot of, um, what's it called, gusto with them, and there's a lot of emotion brought into it. And uh, I just think that this is a, a good divisional matchup that could bring the Cardinals their first loss. Yeah, yeah really. I, I know so, you know, the, the Cardinals, I'm, I'm convinced that they're good. I'm not convinced that they're uh, this good. They're not, they're, I, I, everyone's saying, oh, you know, put them top of your power rankings. Why? Because they're four and oh, we're four games into a season. Well, that's what I we mean, did with the Steelers last year. You remember they were like five and oh or something. Yeah. And, yeah. And everyone was like, well, they've, you know, they've won 11 straight games. And then yeah. look what happened to them. You know, I mean, uh, the fact we all that called a, it too. Yeah, we did. Then the fact that uh, there's a, uh, there's a W in the column doesn't necessarily mean, you know, anything the, the the best you know it obviously it matters but you know the best quarterback isn't always the one with the most passing yards the best defense isn't the one with the most turnovers all the time um it, there's a lot more to this than just well they have more wins than anyone so they're the best team and i think that uh we're gonna we're going to see a mid-season sort of lull as they uh as a sort of offensive and defensive coordinators begin to figure out how to beat them and then it's then it's their adjustments to me from that, uh, that 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 difficult stretch that they're going to face, I don't think that they will can then do prove. That. Hmm? I don't think they can make the adjustments. Yeah, that, that's that's the, that's sort of the point. Like if they don't, yeah. if they, if whether or not they can make those adjustments determines whether or not they're a great team. Um, and I think that they're definitely a very good team right now. But I will not say that they're absolutely ready until they that go, stretch comes. They come out of their wall. Exactly. Because I mean, you need to you need to prove that you know uh, teams can make a playbook designed specifically to beat you, and then you can beat that playbook in return. To if you me, can, then you're, you're set to win. To me, I put it on the back of Cliff Kingsbury and um, Steve Kine, and I have so little faith in them. I mean, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace might be the only other duo I trust less. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that lull is going to come, and I don't know if they come out of it. I mean, they might they, they might come as a yo-yo team out of that lull, as a you know win one, lose one kind of guy. Um, mm -hmm. I think Kyler Murray's on pace to do something incredible, but they have no pass rush. And something I mentioned, I failed to mention is that I've done a, a lot of film study. I have a friend who's a Cardinals fan. And so I try to play, pay close, close attention to them. And I just think that their offensive line has actually been pretty bad. Kyler's getting hit a lot and he's on the run a lot, which is why he's making all of these magician plays. Um, and it's why he looks like an MVP front runner right now. And I mean, I think rightfully so he has the highest completion percentage in the NFL and he probably has one of the highest flushed out of the pocket rates. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll have to see when that lull comes.
yeah, to see this sort of uh, this season so far has proved to me that Murray definitely has what it takes to be an elite level quarterback in this league. It's just whether or not the team as a whole can continue to succeed when right. they figure out how to be how, how to play against him and whether he can take the next step again once that time comes. He and will come. making adjustments. Yes. Yeah. Anybody have a surprise offensive or defensive player of the year after four weeks? Um, I mean, I'd love, everybody loves a good cornerback who forces turnovers. So Trayvon Diggs has been incredibly entertaining to watch, leads the NFL in picks. Um, but I do think that his coverage needs a lot of work. Um, and, you know, being, uh, being able to pick off an underneath route consistently because you press close at the line of scrimmage and then can knock a guy off his route and, you know, quarterbacks not really looking where they're throwing, just expecting the guy to be open there has been the cause of a lot of his success so far. Um, so, you know, I, lo- I love to see it, but um, right now, you know, it's offensive player of the year has got to be Derrick Henry. Look what the man does week in and week out. He went up against the Jets, who have a, you know, a, a well-schemed defense, and you, if, you know, if it's even if it's poorly executed at times, um, with no wide receivers out wide. And they said, okay, Derrick Henry's getting the ball all game. No one else can touch it. And they just give it to Derrick Henry, and they still couldn't stop Derrick Henry. Yeah. Because the man is just a force unto himself. And if he keeps up with this exact same track, he's going to be his own records that he set for, uh, you know, touchdowns in a season, rushing yards in a season. Um and he's, he's just unbelievably efficient and he gets an unbelievable workload. And those two things will steamroll somebody. I'm, I'm thrilled to watch him. Um, I don't look forward to playing him, but I, I absolutely respect the, 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 the level of intensity this man brings to the game. Chris, what you got? Uh, I mean, it's a little bias, honestly speaking, for my offensive player of the year. You already know who I'm going to say. Take a wild stab in the dark. It's Hollywood Brown. Is no. it number one wide receiver in the NFL? <laughs> is it Tyson Williams? No, but it's Lamar Jackson. I mean, the uh, guy's on the guy's on pace to throw for forty four hundred yards and rush for eleven hundred in the same season. The guy's thrown. He's fumbled the ball twice. He has yet to throw an interception. See, actually, lie. No, lie. That's a lie. He's thrown one interception. So he's got three at, interceptions. No, he has two turnovers. So there were fumbles. There were strip sacks. Against the uh, Raiders, oh, I'm on NFL.com with their stats. It says three interceptions, four touchdowns passing. I think he has the star power to do it. I yeah. think it's tough. I think that. Power. I think that honestly speaking, right now this offense is finally starting to gel, and this revamped morning wig offense is starting the show that everyone was talking about and murmuring all through training camp and preseason saying that, oh, well, he completely redid the playbook. Because, I mean, you could see it. There was time periods in there. Like, for example, everyone knows the Broncos are a very, while their offense isn't amazing, they're very lackluster. Their defense is extraordinarily strong. Mm. I mean, we have a first ballot Hall of Famer in Von Miller. You have true top corner and Patrick Sertain mixed with Kyle Fuller on the other side will prove a very str- and Justin Simmons that's a great secondary up front you have Shelby Harris it, it's just it's a very stout defense all the way around it you know what I mean mm. and I think that when you look at what Von Miller just said actually with they said how do you feel getting back you know this week to this is not playing the Ravens are you looking forward to it 
And he says, and I quote, you know, oh, it feels really good to get back to a team in like a really sarcastic tone. It feels really good to get back to a team that, you know, actually just like hands the ball off or will actually like, you know, throw the ball to throw the ball. So that shows the versatility that it's, it's making first ballot hall of famers crack. And I think that with the addition now of Rashad Bateman, if the pieces can align right and everything can go correct and this team can stay off of the fucking injured reserve and stay out of that blue tent, then Lamar can lean it. I mean, 4,400 yards and 1,001 rushing yards, that's, that's star potential, man. And look at his supporting cast. Not to say it's bad. It's Rashad Bateman's coming too. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm very excited for. Because I mean, Hollywood Brown. I, I I think if I've you've heard me gush about him before. If I think if you put him in the right system, he can be a true number one wide receiver if given the opportunity. Uh, he's had flashes, but he's also had very very big duds. Like for example, last week against the fucking Lions, where he dropped three tight ends. I mean, three touchdowns. Uh, Andrew, you good? Mm-hmm. Um, or he dropped three easy touchdowns that were all hitting him right in the fucking fingers. And then he went right back to the lab. And then he came out this week and made a fantastic 49 yard catch laying out completely. Um, Bateman coming in now. I think that that is pulling up more pressure off of Watkins. Who's been proven now to be a steady option for, um, you know, the same security blanket that Mahomes had. I think he's proving that same line here. Um, and he's, he's playing Superman ball. Let's see how long he can run with it. No pun intended. All right. What about defensive player of the year? Defensive player of the year. Uh, I don't want to bite his flow and go Trayvon Diggs. So I got to look. Give me a second. Um, Marshawn Lattimore. I, don't, I think there's so much, uh, there's, there's so much, there's, there's so much potential for it to be on the defensive line again because these yeah, some of these defensive linemen are crazy good right now. Let me, let me I'm, I'm, these I'm so disappointed by Chandler Jones. I mean, he caught five sacks first game of the year, and he's had three total tackles in all of his games since, and nothing else at all whatsoever. It's just been a huge dud. Holy shit! Matt Judon has 4.5 sacks. That's more sacks in four games than he had if all last year. If we get another Ravens, Ravens player, ex-Ravens player, I don't care. If they played <laughs> in the purple, I don't want to hear it. Uh, honestly speaking, I think Miles Garrett. The guy's, okay. the, the guy's a fucking monster. Um, he sets the tone off the edge. You can't run his way. You have to double-team him. If you single-team him, unless you have a true left tackle that is a pro bowler or an all pro he's going to get beat um it's hard to stop this guy you can't you can't really do much (laughs) if anything i feel like he he's an aaron donald put on the outside because he he still draws those double teams but he beats them if you put anything in his direction it falls you know six sacks four games into the season if he keeps up this pace, I can see it going to him. Okay. I like it. If we're going off the first four weeks, my offensive player of the year right now is Debo Samuel. And what I'm banking on here is he obviously he has a lot of production. He has 490 yards through the first four weeks. He's on pace to score uh, almost 2,100 yards. 
and uh, he's on pace to get around 15 receiving touchdowns. Now, we also know he's a a versatile guy, um, and he can take the jet sweeps, and he can even run in the backfield. Uh, He runs every route in the route tree, and I think he's just in one of the best offenses he can be in. Um, What this will rely on is Trey Lance being a star, uh, which is a low probability. But I think if Trey Lance um, becomes what we we hope he is, and he's a stud as a rookie, um, I think Debo Samuel is the direct beneficiary, and we see a 1,600-plus yard season from him. Easy. I mean, he's got almost 500 through the first four weeks. That's crazy. Uh, he hasn't put up less than 50 yards in a game. Um, and he has gone up against the Seahawks, Green Bay, Philly, and the Lions. So no one really elite yet. Jair Alexander, maybe. Um, but that was also his lowest receiving yard total of the year with 52. So my offensive player of the year is Debo Samuel. My defensive player of the year. I want to preface this by saying I thought this guy could break the sack record last year if he was healthy and he wasn't. He's healthy once more, and he looks even better than he used to be. Now that we have one extra game on the schedule, I think he could actually break the sack record. My guy is Daniil Hunter. He's one of my favorite players in the league because when kids uh, or, or coaches or players ask me, you know, who, who's someone to watch if I'm a defensive end? How do I get better? I tell them Daniil Hunter's film. His film is so fun to watch, and it is textbook. He is, uh, I mean, he just runs a clinic every Sunday. He's a technician. He's super athletic. He's got a lot of power in his long frame. uh, And he just has a bevy of hand technique uh, and hand moves that are going to be any uh, any tackle in the NFL. Um, He's gone up against Jedrick Wills. He's gone up against Jonah Williams and DJ Humphreys. And he's gone up against Dwayne Brown and has bagged five sacks through his first four games. He had three of them against the Arizona Cardinals. And he's got 23 total, uh, total tackles. So I think he's one of those athletic guys who you just can't limit. Um, he's supposed to bag around 97, 98 t- total tackles. That's what he's on pace for right now, which is a James Harrison type of, of stat line. Um, so that is my offensive and defensive player of the year. Steven, do you got one? I was gonna say Kyler Murray, but I mean, yeah, it's fair. Can't go wrong with him. Uh, I don't know. Defense. Just give it to the defensive line. The what? The whole Jets defensive line. Obviously, oh, is, is that possible? I no, but you know, I, mean, I don't want to make anyone feel bad, and no one's <laughs> gonna play any of them, so I will. I mean. You know who's not off to a bad start is Quentin Williams. He's looking like what everyone hoped. He's on pace for 15 sacks. Yeah. Um, and, and he's just been a beast, a monster in the middle in the run game too. So I, I wouldn't say – I would not at week four at this point, I wouldn't say that's a bad bet. So, yeah, give me Jets defensive line. God, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. You know, just cut yeah. the trophy up in the fours. Yeah, just put it at five. He's got to give a piece to Carl Wilson. What award is Daniel Carlson winning? MVP? Not anymore. Streak's over. He's trash. He's garbage. Uh, by the way, I, I second the Daniel Hunter. Uh, I, I love the guy. My, yeah. my second favorite team is probably the Vikings. I I watch this tape a lot. So think, good. Yeah, I the guy's a stud off the edge. Uh, 
I, I don't know how much you can get better than him. He's just I'm like overwhelming talent. He's like so polished. And yep. his athleticism is crazy, like still. I, I I mean, I think he's been in the league for maybe six or seven years, and he just, uh, he just has to six. step back. It, yeah. Yeah, this is a six year. I, I just so. hope Zimmer keeps using him correctly because it seems like – I don't know. Zimmer knows what he can do with that, and he's a smart enough defensive coach to put him in the right place. And I think he's lucky to have a guy like Eric Kendricks and Harrison Absolutely. Smith um, behind him. Yeah. to help uh, hold the pass off a little bit. Eric Kendrick's locking up the check down, and Harrison Smith is just roaming everywhere. So um, it gives him more time, but he's just – I mean, he can win in the blink of an eye. So yeah, that's my guy. Do we miss anything? I think yeah. we got it. Yeah, I think yeah, we got it. That's all. It's the week five season-long preview, everyone. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Uh, four down, week five on the horizon. Got a good one on Thursday. Oh, yeah. I'll we'll, we'll be back on Sunday. You know where to find us in the meantime. Sports yeah. Official on Instagram, Spotify, Apple, YouTube. Uh, yeah. All right. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh, the Jets play in London, too. That's pretty cool. I, I didn't mention that. Oh, right. That's the game of the week. Yeah. But Jets Falcons? Yeah. Yeah. Who's the home team? Falcons. Ah, a road victory. Mm, mm. (laughs) They said technically, technically (laughs) that uh, Wembley. I remember a couple years ago, Wembley is uh, Jacksonville territory. They're Jacksonville and Miami. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's a unfortunately large number of Cowboys fans because the NFL got really big in the UK in the eighties and nineties. So. Oh right, we have our reddish or our our resident bean eater here <laughs> yes okay don't insult my beans man Come on. <laughs> i was <laughs> with all the stats on wembley and and nfl football in, in... hey man have you have you been to wembley i have not i have I you been to an nfl game in going wembley? to an nfl game there and then getting tea and crumpets at the local concession stand <laughs> i'd like to go to uh Probably, I'd probably, ever ever cool. game. it would be cool to go to. Have you been to Wembley? Yeah, Who'd I've been see? to Wembley a bunch of times. Um, I went to one of the opening games that they had there after they built it. You can see it from my old house in the UK. That's but, um, sick. My, Where uh, is it? But, hmm? Where is it? Oh, it's like it's not really near central London, um, it's just sort of closer to the heart of the city. But it's it, London's uh, unfathomably large for a single city, so uh, right. It, but it, it's it's not anywhere near the middle. You know where all those famous monuments are? Nowhere near them. I've um, been to I've been to London. I'm cultured. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, my first ever actual NFL game was in Wembley uh, before I moved out here to the the Great White North. Oh, really? And um, yeah, it was uh, Jacksonville. Uh, no, no, Tampa Bay were hosting the Patriots. Um, and that was an experience because it's like uh, it's a, it's not really a uh, a game between two teams. It's a game between all 32 teams fans in the UK. Um, so if you can go to the game that year, you go. And uh, everybody wears their own jersey. And after the game, my uh, we, we left the stadium and my, uh, my, my, my dad, who had taken my siblings and I, um, has, this, has this one random dude run up to him and say, hey man, can I take your picture? You just gave me bingo. 
and the dude was playing bingo on uh, trying to figure out, uh, trying to get a picture of someone in the stands wearing a jersey from every single NFL team. And on the way out Good of the Lord. stadium after the game, my dad was the only Bills fan in sight. So, you know, that was not a kick in the face at all. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that was yeah, my well, introduction uh, to the yeah. NFL. Happy week five, everyone. Happy, Happy week five, five. guys. All right. Yeah. We'll talk to I'll... you on Sunday. Yeah, see, see you then. Yeah.